Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and to any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Welcome back to Gotta Be Done, the Blue Podcast. Mary Bolling's in the house, ladies and gentlemen. I have been watching so much new Bluey. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if anyone else has. Is that is that what's been happening at your house? Well, uh, yeah, uh, I think the next question to ask is how often have you been crying just before you got to pull yourself together for for a 8.30 a.m. office meeting? Because yeah. for me, that's a lot. Uh, the old pattern is back, although luckily, because I work for a Queensland organisation who have not adopted daylight savings, I get bluey at eight and then <laughs> maybe more like an hour to compose myself before uh, the meetings, the Queensland time meetings start kicking in. So uh, that's a life hack for anyone who's struggling with what you're describing. Quite, quite difficult uh, life hack to achieve strategically, but I really recommend it because yeah. yeah, I'm usually done crying. By that first uh, nine o'clock Queensland time meeting, phew. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm very impressed. There have been so many tears this season so far. Just the emotional sucker punches just keep coming. It's like they'll make you laugh, they'll make you cry, they'll make you do everything in between. Well, why are you crying? Oh, it's just this room, sweetheart. How does a room make you cry? And they did it from the very first episode. Yes. Okay. Do you want to? The first moment <laughs> of the first episode. Okay. True. So we are talking okay. today about bedroom, uh, which was not the first episode of the new episodes. I think perfect was first. Oh, well, that is true. Yeah. Yes. But in the in the launch of season in this uh, November December drop that yes. we're experiencing in Australia right now. Yeah. So this was the first episode in this like run of new episodes, which was extremely exciting. And we open in bedroom um, with Chili in a mystery room that we haven't seen before. That one can go. Yes, boss. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Very mysterious and also very, aren't your children six and four or possibly five if that was Bingo's fifth birthday? Like, how long has this mystery room had a cot in it? (laughs) It's really been a while. Um, Yeah, because we we can say, I think, because it was confirmed in an episode today that Bingo is five and Bluey is nearly seven. So, yes. so wow. it's been, uh, you'd imagine, it's nearly, yeah. nearly eight years um, <laughs> that this cot has been in that room. Um, and we've never seen it before, which was kind of exciting to see another wing of the, the healer house. It's opposite the girls' bedroom, uh, yes. a little green room. And um, we open with Chili standing in it and they're clearly cleaning out baby stuff. Now, I don't know about you, Mary, but what a sucker punch. I, like, I just talk to me yeah. about when you had that moment of we're ready to donate some stuff, or aren't you? Have you still got a cot in a mystery room somewhere? 
I have a cot in the room I am in at this very moment, uh, disassembled. It hasn't, it hasn't sat there like I'm not in the nursery, but, uh, (laughs) but yes, we still have our cot, uh, and the boys regularly use the pieces to build a zoo. So perhaps like knowing the healer household, that is plausible that it's become just yet another gameplay station. Uh, but yeah, look, I've, I have a lot of people around me having babies. I've been lucky to, you know, be able to pass stuff off with the, uh, with the notion that it might come back to me in the great circle of babydom. Uh, there's been no definitive conversations with, uh, the Fidos of this world to make sure <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's probably not going to happen. And I was definitely feeling that in the first scene. Uh, you? <laughs> Well, well, we've got three. You still have a baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Joe's not really a baby anymore, though. He's 18 months going on five. Like This is a little child who does not want to be a baby. Is he still in a cot? Um, he's, well, we recently moved house and he's still in a porter cot because I haven't put his <laughs> cot together. It's all a convoluted uh, story. We've, um, yeah, he's still sleeping in the lounge room because that's just how it worked out and to move the porter cot around is easier than putting his cot up and down. Yeah. But, but yeah, Will was in a cot for a long time. I reckon he we didn't move him out until he was like two and a half at least out of his cot. So, you know, we may still have another year in it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hanging on. Yeah. And I don't know if we'd have more kids. I'd like to, but whether or not that's a sensible or feasible <laughs> decision is another thing entirely. Well, it's funny that we're having all these emotions and questions triggered by this, these few split seconds of Tilly contemplating the cot. Whereas the dog closest to her, Bandit, (laughs) (laughs) uh, doesn't seem to be picking up on the vibe. And then it was Bingo's first bed. Then she moved into my room. And now it's no one's. All right, so we're dumping the cot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we pretty much, Tim, my husband and I, had exactly these moments um, just before we moved house, and it was only the fact that um, a very good mutual friend of ours, Cassandra Brown. Hi, Cass. A, yeah, hi, Cass. She was having a baby, so that was the only thing that allowed me to actually go, you know what, all this baby stuff can go because I knew it was going to a good home. So... Pretty much yes. everything newborn and up, and because I had giant children, like there was nothing very small. <laughs> I think the smallest stuff I had was like double zero. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, she um, she was able to take it all, and so there's so much paraphernalia with a baby too. Like for something so small, they need so much stuff to keep them alive, and. Yeah, it's sort of space cloggy. It was it felt it felt good getting it out. Oh, that that is good to hear. Uh and yeah, look, I think I have a lot of stuff, but I feel like I'm not particularly attached to it, but I feel like the cot does carry the memories because you spend so much time. I spent so much time in the cot with Cass. Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> him just like curled up next to him. Because uh, that was what it took. Um, oh, yeah, babe. the cot and its kind of 
sleepy time associations or early pre-sleepy time associations. Uh, yeah, I can see why they went with that as the big, uh, the big tearjerker for this episode. <laughs> Do you think this is the definitive moment? Like, you know, with Chili saying, and now it's no ones and then, you know, bandit. So we're dumping <laughs> the cot. Like that's the end. Cause we did have, um, questions after watching the show if perhaps more healer children had been on the cards um whether you know yeah yeah. and then in perfect we saw the potential vasectomy conversation with Fido (laughs) uh ask your parents kiddos if you don't understand (laughs) um but yeah uh so maybe this is it maybe maybe look I I feel like this episode kind of answers a few questions Mm. that that have been the really big pressing fan questions for a long time Mm. um and yeah this feels like a pretty definitive answer for me the cot's out and uh yep it's it's two kids in the healer family although it would set up a hilarious episode down the track if (laughs) they then had to procure another cot and yeah, all the all the hijinks that could come with Bingo and Bluey and Bandit going cot shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Aunt Trix would be over in a flash with all the socks. Oh, yeah, that's downs. true, yeah. 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 How many teeth marks do you reckon would be in a... <laughs> <laughs> a high uh, number, a very high number. Yeah, we... um. Our cot was procured on the Facebook buy swaps uh, that both the boys used, and it was advertised as excellent condition, few teeth marks. <laughs> yeah, we can deal with that. We're only going to add to them, I'm sure. We did. Uh, um, so, yeah. <laughs> we bought all, pretty much all of Olivia's baby stuff on Facebook, Marketplace or Gumtree. Actually, yeah, Marketplace didn't exist when she was born. So it was all Gumtree. Oh, my God. Wow, the world's changed. And um, the cot we ended up getting was from a former AFL footballer. We didn't realise his wife was selling it and turned up and was like, oh, I know you <laughs> because you played for Collingwood, which is one of the, it's like the Manchester United, I guess. Yeah, of- a famous cot. <laughs> I know. It was a famous cot for $50. Um <laughs> Like, I, I love a hand-me-down for a baby, oh, don't you? Like, likewise. just nothing better. Yeah. All about it. So we get to the number of the conversation, which um, Bluey uh, realises that this spare room is up for grabs and asks if it could be her bedroom. Mary, you've got a big family. Did you <laughs> ever have your own bedroom? There were times when, yes, I got lucky when there were less than seven kids um, <laughs> in the family. And actually, no, I think in year 12, I had my own bedroom as well. Uh, and there were seven kids by that stage. But space was definitely precious. So it was very exciting to have my own bedroom. But it is funny what motivates that, you know, changes and wanting your own bedroom Like we were in our family always plotting if we move this and we move that, even within, you know, bedrooms, like just shifting the beds around was always very exciting. Mm. Um, but I feel like in this episode, it's actually Bluey trying to take care of Chili that prompts her wanting to seize the, oh. the empty room. Mum, what's this room going to be now? It'll just be a spare room. Can it be my bedroom? 
What? Tell me more about your theory. Um, yeah, I hadn't thought about it. Because the girls do look quite concerned that Chili's upset as she remembers, you know, who's slept in the room and why it's in her fond memories. Um, and that sort of seemed to me to be what prompted Bluey to go and then whisper to Bingo and they come up with the plan. Oh, um, that's Which nice. I thought was really nice and also sets up, it's not just that she wants her own space. Um, there's, there's more at play there and that's why it, the episode plays out that maybe she doesn't want her own space at all. <laughs> oh, I um, love this theory. Yeah. What did, did you go from sharing to separate ever and what prompted you? Yeah. So I have one younger sister, four years younger, and uh, growing up we had separate rooms. I still have really vivid memories of my dad painting my sister's room um, before she was born. As the, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, I think we might have been maybe like maybe I was – seven or eight and we mm-hmm. asked to move into one room together so we both Ooh. slept in the same room I reckon for maybe 18 months and then I moved back to my room so yeah we just lived in like a little three-bed house brick um out in Melbourne's outer west and um yeah my gut my um room which I always loved had a beautiful view over the garden and caught the afternoon sun so I can't even remember what it was used for when my sister and I shared a room I think it might have been like not a playroom but a sewing room or something like that um actually when I was a, a very very little baby before my sister was born um, my dad, I think, had it at one point because he's really into model trains. And um, <laughs> I think he had his layout in that room. Ooh, and wow. so when the girls came along, he got moved out to the shed. With- <laughs> um, and I'm uh, happy to have a teary moment taking in the memories of yeah. the room as, uh, as life changed yet again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to report that um, he's got his train set back in the house. Um, they're oh. not in that house anymore, but the train set's definitely inside now, which is kind of nice. Well, I guess it's not the room. It's who's been in it. Oh. Yeah, I still remember the excitement of sharing a bedroom. It was pretty cool. Uh, I vividly remember, like, <laughs> taping sticky tape lines down the middle of rooms because <laughs> this was your side and that was my side. <laughs> Yes. So none of that at the Healer House, though. What good sisters. Because bedroom separating soon moves into the territory of possession separating. And, oh, my gosh, aren't they good pups? They really are. What a lovely demonstration of how you can do it. Um, Any separation, I suppose, with (laughs) dignity and um, care. Yes, now. What about Gloria? Yes, what about Gloria? Talk to me about Gloria. What is Gloria? What would you (laughs) describe that as? (laughs) I was thinking maybe it's like the healer equivalent of like a cabbage patch doll or something like that. So it's like a little toy dog, but it looks like really roly-poly, like maybe – like very baby chubby kind of vibes and then she's got a bottle and a cradle and things so yeah so yeah. 
definitely baby vibes. Uh, Gloria, perhaps it's coming back as a baby name off the back of this episode. <laughs> I, I haven't met many baby Glorias, but I love it. Um, but yeah, the origin story of this particular toy that, uh, it was given to Bluey for Christmas yeah. by, uh, granddad yeah. and, Bingo didn't get one because <laughs> granddad <laughs> forgot she was born, which um, says two things to me, like kind of adorable granddads and the expectations uh, around presence of kids because, you, you know, it kind of is the unwritten law, isn't it? If there's siblings, they get the same present and they yep. get one each. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe uh, yeah. different colors, oh, but yeah, no more than different colors. Always color. different color. Like it's got to be, you know, they've got to be distinguishable, don't you reckon? <laughs> yes. Or it has to be exactly the same. No difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. If and then you have to work out a way to make it distinguishable. So yeah. True. True. Yeah. Can we also have a side note? Um, in the background, when the girls are doing this division of toys, the little sticky gecko on the wall that's just very <laughs> slowly peeling off and it takes all episode to come down the wall. Um, we talked about this in Cafe where, you know, Bingo is just really slowly trying to pour the orange juice and I think Daly Pearson was yes. talking about like those in-jokes Adults at the kids and the kids are noticing them while there's something else going on at another level for the parents. Yeah. 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 So, um, I thought of that as soon as I saw this like sticky gecko just really slowly, painfully peeling and like, you're like, <laughs> is it going to fall? Is this going to be the moment? Yeah. Nice way to keep some tension going in the background. Uh, especially <laughs> when, yeah, everyone's playing so nice in the foreground. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good to have some tension building. <laughs> Bingo, can the watermelon rug go in my room? Um, okay, but can we have a rug race first? Yeah! And we've got the division of possessions as well. So uh, Bluey seems to be taking over pretty much everything, um, although Bingo is equally just offering her stuff well, as well. Well, yeah, I feel like... I don't know why, like you'd like, I don't think it would play that way in our house. No. <laughs> Perhaps it's just like a, you know, start of the season reminder of just what a generous little soul bingo is. Yeah. There were lots of like, I don't mind, you can have it sort of things. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. I think a lot of, uh, the sweet moments of this episode are there to build just how close the sisters are. Mm. Um, which is lovely. Oh, how cute was that goodbye on the stairs? And I've definitely done that with my sister many times. Oh. Night, Louie. Night, Bingo. Sleep tight. You too. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Take care of Gloria. And Lampy. Yes, I will. And- All right, come on, come on. Yep. And with you too, I think. So, <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. I love you. I'll never let you go. Uh, I'm all for it. <laughs> Goodbye on the stairs. Um, pity it didn't go full Von Trapp. There was no so long farewell. <laughs> it could have broken into a dance number. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, they kept a lid on it. Yeah, there was. Um, I did notice a small continuity problem, actually, with this episode. Oh. So, um, 
so the girls are technically in bed and um, Bluey's eyes ping open um, and uh, before you know it, like there, there's some communication about getting some books. Yes. Um, and, uh, but when Bluey, before she realises she doesn't have any books, she opens her eyes and the bookcase, which is, hasn't yet been moved into her room, is um, drawn in oh, to the side of the bed. Good spotting. Yeah, 428 uh, in the episode. <laughs> Everyone's going yeah, straight, yeah, straight to, to there. Um, to there. But yeah, but then you see in the next scene Bingo pushing in that same bookshelf and then, um, ah. yeah, so just like, that is very eagle-eyed of you, Kate. I had not noticed that. And um, I must admit, even uh, the long dogs and um, tennis balls of this episode weren't jumping out at me. Oh, uh, yeah. I just went straight to Instagram and long dog spotting <laughs> had them all covered already. So if anyone else has <laughs> given up on the hunt and just wants it on a platter, well, highly we recommend. Should, should we share where Long Dog is here? Like he's under the um, high back armchair. You see him as the girls are moving in the watermelon rug to the room. Yes. There's some also some nice little Easter eggs um, when they're moving out um, Bluey's bed and they come back into the room and they're running around the watermelon rug. You can see um, like the bad mood hat and Ooh, yep. some tennis balls under the bed. Um, some other little treasures there too from different episodes. So, um, I love a good past episode flashback, but actually, uh, even episode flash forwards seem to be happening this season because, um, we didn't get to spot it last week when we did perfect. Um, because we didn't know what it was, but oh, I we know that now. We know that now. We do know that now. Um, on the fridge in Perfect, one of the many, many pictures uh, drawn by the girls is Unicorse. Oh, which uh, yeah, only appears in an episode, uh, a few episodes ahead of where we are uh, in this particular recap. But yeah, I think uh, anyone who's watching uh, these episodes drop is. Very across unicorns at this point. <laughs> so I had not realised, and it was only when you posted on our social medias about this that all the pictures on the fridge in Perfect um, that are drawn by the the kids are generally referring to different episodes. So uh, well, I think so. Uh, yeah, Trix, not Trixie. Um, Rad and Frisky were up yeah. there, which was very heartwarming. Lots of love hearts on that one. Yeah, um, I think there was one referring to Escape as well. I saw Jerry Lee. Yes, definitely. Um, and actually, I guess that's a bit of a nice continuity that Ludo has nailed um, from Perfect to this episode. The girls just continue to be very good at drawing. Yeah. <laughs> they really <laughs> Which is do. just as well if you need to be sending messages back and forth uh, uh, between bedrooms uh, late into the evening. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there would just be confusion. <laughs> in our yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine? They would just have a scribble between each other. It would not It would not end well. I don't know about your boys, but, yeah. No. Half the time uh, I look at them, I'm like, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's like 
that's the spider and that's our house. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> there's a lot of explanation that goes on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but definitely. And Cass is at the stage where he's explaining and I'm not understand what he's explaining even. So, oh. yeah, there's just layers <laughs> of uh, miscommunication and misdirection going on. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, um, but not for the healers. So, excellent. Uh, but then, of course, we finally get to bed and <laughs> less lovely for Bandit and Chili. Oh, yeah, couch. Thanks, Thanks not- for- Ah, biscuits. There's some good parenting hacks in this. Have you started saying bags not? <laughs> I've always said bags not. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's on you. I did, uh, someone on Twitter asked, what are they saying? And I think that's going to be a big uh, question out of uh, the rest of the world as well. Yeah. Uh, I think bags is uniquely Australian. So I bags it. I've claimed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like, not, it's like I shotgun don't or it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shotgun global. Oh God, I don't even know. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, like bagsing something, it'd be like, you know, I'm going to bags the good seat or, you know, can you yeah. go bags that table? We've in the seen bar? it before in, uh, typewriter because the terriers are all about bagsing. Mm, um, yeah. oh, you bags yeah. the, the boot seat. Yes. <laughs> Oh, um, Tim has just come up to me and he said there's a whole thread on one of the Bluey Facebook groups about Americans not understanding bags not. So, <laughs> well, now they do. So they that do. is good. Hopefully that, yeah, hopefully that, um, sheds some light on the situation. Uh, I do feel a bit sorry for Chili that she's not quick enough on the bags not. Uh, it's really bad. It has a lot of practice on this front. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of people on the socials saying that was the most relatable scene of the, uh, of this episode. <laughs> what, that they were both on their phones on the couch and like arguing over uh, yeah, who was going to And then the bagsing not specifically as well. But yeah, and also, of course, kids disappearing from beds and appearing anywhere but is sadly all too relatable. Um, I thought Chili handled it so gracefully, though, because, you know, there is always that um, temptation to get cross with your kids at a certain time of night where you've just had enough and you're just like, just go to bed. Like, I don't really care what you need right now. Just, yeah, anyway. (sighs) Um, I thought she handled it well by saying, are you okay? Is something else happening? You know, like just really being curious about what was wrong with Bluey. I didn't leave the room. Well, no messages either. Come on, it's bedtime. Okay. Are you okay, sweetie? I'm just not sure I've got everything I need. How sweet was that line? I'm not sure I've got everything I need. Oh, Oh, oh my God. Uh, (sighs) True, but also such a weapon line to just hand to kids on a platter. Uh, yeah, I might be writing some stern letters to Ludo the first time my kids use that one on me. <laughs> because you have, you have got everything you need. Uh, but 
Obviously, in Bluey's case, maybe not. Meanwhile, Bingo seems to be living her best life. She's like right up against the window with Malcolm, the bird. Yes. um, She's just reeling off. Like she's she's done a full Marie Kondo and uh, room looks very minimal and she's just reeling off the people she's saying goodnight to with a big smile on her face. Goodnight, Missy. Goodnight, Leela. Goodnight, Grandpa Bob, wherever you are. So, again, Mary, I think maybe this episode is for the fans and and buying into a lot of those uh, theories that have been flying around wildly online Um, because uh, I feel like this is a bit of an Easter egg with Bingo saying, and then we can have the quote. Yep, totally. What does that mean, Mary? I mean... Well, I think a lot of people have read it as very bad news. (laughs) But Joe has promised us. He promised us that we would see Grandpa Bob this season and it would explain where he's been. Okay, yes. So we have that promise. I will note the latest edition of the Bluey magazine uh, is a granny's edition and and, uh, Grandpa Bob did appear in that one as well, looking very healthy uh, and doing some... Um, flossing. Uh, so yeah, I think as much as it sounds like it could be existential wherever you are beyond this realm, I think it probably just means you're lugging a caravan somewhere around in Queensland. Like I think it just means literally geographically wherever you are. Yeah, there have been some interesting ideas thrown our way about mm-hmm. where Grandpa Bob could be. I'll just reel off a few. Um, driving B-double trucks up and down the Bruce Highway. Okay, um, yeah, like that. Yeah. No, man, you could just get lost in potholes. Like, yeah, no wonder they haven't seen it. Oil rig. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. like FIFO. Uh, he could be a grey nomad, but, yeah. Am I imagining options. this or was it Joe Brum that told us he – might be in India having, uh, like, finding himself. Did I dream that? <laughs> I don't know uh, what conversations you've been having, uh, but I do what? not remember that one. <laughs> okay, perhaps I projected that. Uh, um, Mary, uh, I think you're taking your fandom you to a whole new level. If, okay. Um, uh, look, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that I dreamt that. Um, <laughs> I have been watching uh, the Beatles get back on Disney quite oh, yeah. <laughs> quite enthusiastically. So um, obviously a bit of finding yourself in India. But, no, I think this, <laughs> my, this thought in my brain predates uh the Beatles. Um, surely surely you wouldn't have just plucked that out of midair. Surely that has to have come from somewhere. And look, you follow all the social media accounts. Like if anyone is gonna know what's happened to Grandpa Bob, I feel that Mary Bowling, it is you who will know this answer. So Okay, well I'll get back to you. <laughs> Do I know? <laughs> Wherever I am, who knows? Oh, can uh, I just say that is a fantastic dream. <laughs> like if you're getting one-on-one bluey information uh, from Joe Brum, you're like such a pre-COVID kind of uh, theory as well, doesn't it? Like I don't think anyone <laughs> from Queensland is finding themselves in India in the last two years, but Grandpa Bob has been missing for longer than that. So. Yeah, and you know, um, Rad and Frisky were in Bali, we can only assume, on true, true. what may be a honeymoon, so. So um, maybe COVID has dodged the blue verse. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, maybe he's think- stuck over the border. Maybe that's why they couldn't. Oh, well, there's a lot of that going on outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Grandpa Bob. Maybe. He must miss Nana so much. <laughs> maybe he's got his own little shack down in, I don't know, Northern Rivers or something like that. So, oh, I like this. You've got your bed, you've got your books and a rug. You've even got the ladder. What else do you need? So we get to our final message uh, to from Bluey to Bingo. Yeah. How gorgeous. Just um, like that little conversation that Chili has coming downstairs with, um, with Bandit. I just love how casually she's like, Oh, good big fella. But you'll have to move Bluey's bed back in the morning. Oh, what? Yeah, all that work you did today, you got to do it again tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah, just the way this uh, final scene is shot, I guess. Um, well, it's not the final scene, is it? But it's the big reveal that we pan um, from the note that's Bluey's written that's both of them in bed hugging up to the the four real life uh, reenactment of that. And, yeah, the girls just look so happy um a lot of bluey bedding coming out uh in time for christmas and uh duna covers with bluey and bingo on it but no none as cute as that i feel like they missed an opportunity (laughs) to get that all over uh all over kids adorable sleepwear but um but perhaps it's yeah Perhaps it might be for the best to <laughs> try and keep kids in their own beds, possibly. Um, Do your kids ever sleep together, Mary? No. It, it, it would just be too exciting for them. Um, <laughs> they bring bunk beds, top and bottom, and, yeah, regularly – the antics of kind of trying to do bedtime routine, except they haven't quite put on jammies, so they're running around naked and then yep. they're both in one bed and then they're both in the other and then they're ninja kicking off and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that is that is what would continue to happen if they <laughs> tried to actually bed down in the same bed. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm feeling you on that. Like um, the boys – often come into our bed first thing in the morning and just have like a bit of cuddle time Mm. and um yeah Livy comes in sometimes she's sometimes a bit like what are you guys all doing like just gives the worst (laughs) eye suspicious very suspicious she loves a cuddle just not with those two little um, rat bags in there too well, and, that would be a pretty full bed in uh, yeah, <laughs> in everyone's beds. Yeah. It is, to be fair. Um, but yeah, uh, they've both got heads like bowling ball balls, our boys, because they're so it's, big, oh. and and there have been injuries, like you know, like just like every now and then, like because Joe just sort of barrels in to try and get a cuddle, and like it goes from like bliss out giggles to just screams oh, very fast. No. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, look, look. Whoops you, and it's hard. And then he cries if you cry, and it's like you just hit me with your big head. Ah. Anyway, love that big head, lots of brains, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah. Mm. Perhaps they'll uh, they'll grow into <laughs> controlling not, heads a bit better. We're not talking about ninja kicks, though. We might just yeah, trade buffing heads for ninja kicks. Oh, I don't know how okay. I feel about that. Yeah. It's amazing Bluey and Bingo survived the night, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, Who was your most valuable player of the episode, Mary? Uh, Look, 
there's so much going on in in uh bedrooms, in heads, in um every aspect of this episode. Um I think it was chilly because really for all the antics going on upstairs, intervention was pretty minimal and she did nail it when <laughs> she did intervene. And um yeah, to be able to do that while she'd also spent the day getting rid of the cot and possibly shedding a few tears. She played it pretty well. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Chili was my MVP too. I just thought that's such a difficult thing to do and then to still be responding late at night with all that kindness is just uh, like what a masterclass. Um, thanks, Chili. How about one last message? And what about line for you? We haven't done that yet, have we? Uh, yeah, I, there were, I think there wasn't really like a main line in this episode as much as maybe other ones. I mean, just that thing with at the start probably where she was like, "It's who's been in it? Yeah. Like maybe like it's not the room, it's who's been in it kind of resonated. Um I feel like Bags Not is going to get a workout in our lives, though. So, um, yes, all of that. I loved the the why you value space and why space is important kind of messages and why, you know, being together is important too. Um, but I've got to go for my line with the one that was clearly for the fans, Grandpa Bob, wherever you are. <laughs> So thanks, thanks, Joe Brum, for uh, yeah, not really solving anything for us, but no, at least you know, bringing him back into the conversation, just <laughs> adding to the general panic and um, yeah, ah, oh, man, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> um, one thing I love about this episode that you don't see in this episode, but it's out there on the social medias, is uh, a Bluey episode movie posters about. Oh, and I know. Cracker for this one, which actually I think appeared before the episode even appeared. Dan oh. Smith, one of the animators, um, put together an amazing tribute to the Pulp Fiction uh, classic poster, which you can picture like Uma Thurman looking bored, I guess. <laughs> Lying on your tummy. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, they switched it out for bingo, uh, holding a crayon and very um, – yeah, very languidly drawing pictures. And, yeah, it's, <laughs> I I kind of wondered where on earth the episode was going to go when I saw the poster, but, uh, yeah, it's worked out pretty well, I think. <laughs> I just I'm so impressed because, you know, we did check to see if this was like a thing that they need to deliver on, and they don't. The yeah. animators just do this purely for entertaining the fans and for fun. Um, there's no obligation and they do it on top of their normal workload. I just think, wow. Yeah. Look, I, I reckon that's one thing I've really loved about doing this podcast is just that you end up following all the creators and, um, and the creatives behind Bluey. And even their non Bluey content is all just so amazing. They're so gorgeous and so interesting. You're like, wow, you know, creative people are so cool. 
So, yeah. That's my big takeaway from Bluey. <laughs> I can't imagine the drawings they would have done when they were six and eight and, oh, no, five and nearly seven and, uh, yeah, pushing them back and forth between bedrooms. But yeah. clearly that, that those skills pay off if you persist with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, like, just, yeah, what's that thing that makes you click and just go, yep, this is what I love and what I'm going to do forever and find ways to do it. I just think that's so, it's it's more the passion that they have for the show and for what they do that I find just incredible. Totally. Um, What's the Brene Brown moment in this episode? <laughs> I love that we've formalised this segment. And yeah, I do too. Uh, I think I think it's just identifying need. Mm. What, yeah. what Bluey needs and the fact that Chili can see she needs something and you can't deny that. Like she didn't try and say, no, you've said you want your new bedroom. You're stuck with it. <laughs> you got to get yeah, it. You, just, you, know. you know what I think it is? I think it's maybe um, Chili um, in that moment where, you know, so we're dumping the cot. And you can just see on her face that taking a deep breath and just saying goodbye to a little era in her life, you know, and I thought that was a pretty impressive moment. Um, For me, that was the Brene Brown moment where she just sort of like, and then so soon after when Blue is saying, oh, can it be my room? And like, isn't it funny how just things can change so rapidly? Like just, that little dream oh, yeah. of having the, and the empty cot and then all of a sudden she's, yeah, being like fully embracing like her daughter becoming more independent and more grown up and moving into her own room. True, just, yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, the fact that Chili's missing her babies but, yeah, they, I think Bluey wanting to be in the room is kind of that push like we're still right here, you know, and you might – miss a stage of life, but you've still got them and you, you've got to move with them. Yeah, I think that was. I had a friend post on Instagram recently sort of talking about um, how she was almost going through a form of grief because uh, her youngest, I think, had hit like two and a half or three. Aww. And she was sort of like, oh, this era of having a baby, you know, in my life is is done. And that was, she said it was like a really a big adjustment for her that, you know, that this whole, you know, like breastfeeding and, you know, all the, the stuff, yeah. toilet nappies and all that. Never that, that was all done. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a real shift that we all go through really when we hit a certain point of parenthood. So many stages. Kate and so I have many. got uh, little boys who start school next year. I know. <laughs> I come back to this episode a few more times uh, <laughs> before that stage hits. Does she miss her old room? No. It's not the room. Uh, music. <laughs> <laughs> um, also no. quite emotional is there any way to get away from it? emotions right now <laughs> no i don't think so so um one excellent thing that uh joff bush because i've been texting with joff uh, um, 
Uh, and he was saying that he's hopefully going to put up some more explanations when episodes Ooh. come out on Instagram. So if you follow him on Instagram, I think he's at Joff Bush, um, mm-hmm. or you could type in his name and I'm pretty sure he's the only Joff Bush out there. <laughs> um, but in his stories, he's been sharing sort of tidbits, um, about how he puts the music together. So what Joff was explaining when he was sharing about how he created the music was that there's an ascending bass line under this whole episode. And that sort of makes you feel like you're moving towards something, keeps Mm -hmm. the whole episode moving forward, but also feels like it's building to something. So you've got that underlying tension, like what's this building towards? Which moment is this building towards? Yeah. Um, And then there's these two themes. There's like a little theme when Bingo is on screen and a separate theme when Bluey's on screen. And um, as the episode sort of interweaves and they're separate, it sort of has little snippets from both of them and then sometimes it brings together. But right at the end of the episode, the themes play at the same time and everything resolves and – I guess it's a musical way of showing that by being together, they're now complete. Oh, so beautiful. I know. But, okay, so technically does that work? Like do you <laughs> understand how has he written the final music first and then taken out half and half or do you, how, like, how do you write two bits of music that then mesh perfectly together at the end? <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, so look, I, I only did a little bit of composing in like year 11 and 12. So I'm no expert by any means, but like if one of the things that we had to do in year 12 was to put together like orchestral scores. So, so you're thinking about every little part and how it layers all in together and which parts are doing which bits and then uh, whether the intervals like um, different. So you might have one person doing a high and one person doing a medium and one person doing a low. And when they play together, it makes a chord. Okay. Um, so the answer is it's complicated and because <laughs> prepared to believe that. Yeah. And this, and, um, yeah. And slotting them together. Even Joff was saying, I probably need three hands to play this. Um, but you know, the magic of computers, you can play in a, a tune. And then play in another one and then layer them up like, like on the screen and, um, totally. Yeah. I used to have this program where you'd enter the notes and then you could press like play and it would play it in sort of sequence. Ooh. So, um, yeah. So then you'd kind of get the sound of what it would sound like. I'm guessing Joff has a very, very fancy version or something like that. So he can <laughs> totally. play the different parts and then move them around to see where they need to fit. Love it. Yeah. And I just liked that musically it was reflecting that even though the girls have their own separate identities, they create something really special together. we're there i think we are uh and it might be time uh, for bed (laughs) let's do it uh the thing i love most about this episode is that by promises our episode the girls are back in the same room (laughs) yeah 
Um, so yeah, there's so much to look forward to of the Bluey and Bingo continuing lives, just, uh, complimenting each other. If you would like to compliment us, <laughs> is that the segue? <laughs> I like that segue. Oh, I would like to compliment someone very quickly on Mailbag. Oh, yes. Uh, we heard from lovely Hunter. Uh, Hunter P in East Virginia in the USA. Um, Hi, Hunter. Found us, uh, got into Bluey early this year and then um, found us as well while he makes deliveries. He's a driver and uh, that's given him plenty of time to be uh, deep diving Bluey as he drives around. He's even uh, got a Bluey plushie he um, <laughs> uh, has in the front seat and covers all uh, his deliveries with. Um, so, yeah, it was awesome to hear from him a few months back. I think we heard from him uh, just as we went off the air. So Aww. love that Hunter has persisted in staying in touch as well because uh, – he also said when he checked back in uh, in October that he's on his third lap through listening to all our episodes. Oh, wow. Oh, no, is, that's dedication. Which is such dedication um, and so lovely. He, he relates to so many aspects of Bluey and he's also shared, you know, connections to his uh, why Bluey connects particularly with his childhood. Um, he's watching the new episodes, uh, even though he's in the US and wanted to let us know that in Curry Quest, when Bingo goes to the fair, um, there are a few Easter eggs in a very short scene. And mm. I was so impressed with this spot, including Mia and Captain from Barky Boats, Ooh. perhaps on a date. <laughs> and the lady with the unicorn horses, uh, that, poo in Australia but don't poo in the US and yeah look at so much going on but yeah look clearly Hunter's a very observant viewer and a dedicated listener as well so g'day Hunter and um yeah thank you for listening thanks for listening and if you too would like to listen you can find us on all the social medias and our website it's uh www.blueypod.com it's uh facebook we are at bluey pod on instagram we are at bluey pod and on twitter we are at bluey podcast you can email us as well it's bluepod at gmail.com all of those things are we're going to be back every week uh with so much new bluey um but yeah in the meantime kate thanks so much it's gotta gotta be be done done. (laughs) bye bye (laughs) thanks again (laughs)